This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Botox Cosmetic. Out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk Podcast. We're here a day after Derby's season ended. And um, you could possibly say somewhat prematurely. Um, you know, we all thought we were going to make the playoffs and there's going to be a lot of chat about that today. Um, but yeah, it's it's not the best mood around the club. I think everyone knows social media has been a bit horrific over the last couple of days. Um, every single club on the planet seems to want to banter. As I saw Morecambe fans trying to banter us earlier and they literally got relegated. So it's a weird time to be a Derby fan at the minute. But to get through all of this with me are three brilliant lads. Uh, first off, Mr. Jamie Page, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm, I'm not too bad. I think I've calmed down a little bit from, from yesterday. So yeah, not, not too bad. Looking forward, not back. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. And also Vic Singh. How are you, Vic? Not too bad. I've had my sulk. Now I'm looking forward to next season. Hope you're doing well as well, Jake. Um, I'm very good, thank you. I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, more more good than yesterday. Yesterday was sad. Um, and also, last but not least, Chris Matthews Redwood. How are you, Chris? Hello, mate. Um, yeah, I'm glad we're doing this today and not yes yesterday. I think I'm just about over it now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm completely with you. And that's a good quote, Vic. And I actually had a similar one written down. Um, don't think about yesterday, think about tomorrow, uh, which is a, a similar sort of thing. It's very cringe. Don't get me wrong, it's very cringe. But it it it, it makes a good point. That um, is very poetic, Jake. I know, I know. What a way. This is why people listen to this podcast. That's Absolutely. that's why people are here. <laughs> so I mean we we have to talk about it. Jamie's peer pressured me into talking about this uh, this game yesterday. Um one point that Chris made before we started recording, Jamie, was that yesterday isn't the game that cost us. We actually played quite well, didn't we? Yeah, I think we, we played really well. Um I mean that shot that McGoldrick had, that nice intricate play. Um, was some of the best football that we've we've played all season. Uh, I think even with going down to 10 men, their goalkeeper was busier than Wildsmith. Um, and I think we did give a really good account of ourselves. And yeah, I agree with with what Chris said. Yesterday didn't cost us. The, the games where we dropped silly points, I mean, you look at last week against Portsmouth and they're not scoring in those. We spoke about it last week on the pod, not scoring when we're on top. This wouldn't have been a situation. Um, had we taken them chances. But look, at the end of the day, they always say you finish where you deserve to finish. And and for us, seventh was was where we where we ended up. And we just got to brush ourselves down, go again next year, 
we've lost, I think, probably the strongest team that's been at this level in quite a long time in Ipswich. And hopefully, um, I know there'll probably be a few people that don't want Sheffield Wednesday to get promoted now. They almost cost us a place, but hopefully we'll lose them um, and we can have a real go at, at potentially making those top two next year. Well, that's exactly it. And I mean, I know we'll, we'll probably talk about it in the season review and, and look towards next season a little bit. But the three teams coming down from the championship, Reading, Blackpool and Wigan, it's, you know, it's a far cry from Ipswich, Chef Wednesday. Um, I know, obviously, Plymouth are the, the surprise package, but they're two massive teams. And we've had Bolton, we've had, you know, even Barnsley are a, a big side at this level. So, yeah, I think next season, let's get our heads up get behind Warren and get behind the lads and, and get back. I was going to say it's where we belong, but that just sounds horrendous. But let's get back to the championship and uh, try and find our feet again. Um, so, Vic, Jamie mentioned there, we, we played quite well. We actually made some good chances. Um, you, you look at some of the individual performances that we had, down to 10 men, Jason Knight, brilliant. I thought McGoldrick had a really strong game. I thought Cashin and Fozzie, after Davis got sent off, were sensational. Who was your star man? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I'd probably go with Jason Knight just because of the ground he had to cover and did cover. And he was absolutely everywhere. But you can make a case for many different players. I thought Roberts had a decent game yesterday as well. Um, Forsyth and Cashin, uh, if, if that is their way to send off their derby careers, they did it with their heads held high. Uh, put a really strong performance in. And you couldn't ask any more from the lads. We went down to 10 minutes. It was always going to be difficult at Hillsborough with the crowd on top of you and the quality that they possess. So we give it a good go. We fell short. Again, like Chris said, it wasn't due to that yesterday's performance. Or... You're right, Vic. <laughs> and we'll probably talk more. Yeah, it's a bit of a... Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'll, stick with, um, I'll stick with Jason Knight. Just, so just, glad just to reiterate that. Yeah. Yeah, just to pick up on that, I think, you know, we've all got our um, issues with Sky Sports, but I think yesterday was the first time in a very long time that the Sky Sports man a match with someone on the losing team. I think that said it all. Um, Cashin yeah. was immense, wasn't he? He was, he was. And yeah, Vic, we lost you for a second there, mate. Um, so I'm glad you, you went He's back on Wi-Fi, that's why. That's He's on Wi-Fi. That's it, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, we've got a couple of comments here. Uh, we've got, um, oh, I'm going to butcher this. Masseuse Stephen, who says, hello, guys. Hi. Uh, <laughs> we've also got <laughs> David Clarkson, who's, who's made some points I want to put to you, Chris. Um, he says, Mendes Lang last few weeks has been utterly dire. Uh, need a massive clear out. The lack of midfield creativity is scary. Without McGoldrick's few flashes, what else was there on Sunday? I'll be honest, there's some bits of that I, I really agree with. There's some bits that I don't necessarily agree with as much. What do you reckon? I think the without McGoldrick flashes is harsh. Um, I think we created a lot on Sunday. Um, I think that um, it was it was so nearly on a couple of occasions. You know, I remember Collins not nodding it down if that if Roberts had been a few inches taller. Bird had a couple of really good chances and um, to pick up on Mendes Lang, I think that was probably our best opportunity if Mendes Lang's ball through to Bird had been just a little bit cuter. Um, Bird had an easy slot in. So I, I do agree with 
um, Mendes Lang. Um, personally, I think not just, well, how long ago did I say he needs to be sent away to um, Barbados for two weeks? <laughs> he's, he, he's, he's not been, he's not been right. He's not beating his players anymore. Um, his, a couple of his final balls yesterday with, were shocking. Um, and I thought, I personally think that um, I think we should sell or or release him, um, and we do need a lot of creativity in midfield. So Sorry, it's release be... him. Mm, honestly, what what makes you think we should terminate his contract? Um, I don't like his attitude. Um, on the pitch, especially yes, yesterday, um, he really didn't look very. He did really didn't look very bothered, um, and I don't want players like that at, um, at at Derby. You know, when things were going well and we were on that beaten run, he was always, you know, he scored that winner at Port Vale, and it was all smiles and really good attitude. But the last few weeks, it's been shocking, um, and I personally don't think that he wants to be at the club. And if he don't want to be at the club, I don't, I don't, I don't want him. That might be con- controversial. It might be you. People might say, "Oh, you're making him as the scapegoat." I'm not, but that's just what I've what I've seen. Um, yeah. I mean, to quote what he put on Instagram yesterday, he put to our Rams, "We're sorry we couldn't get it across the line for you. Your support has been unreal all season long. I've genuinely found a place I can call home and love being a part of this club." Let's see what next season has in store for us. See you then. I mean, I don't know about you. Chris. Words that are very sound like easy. A man who wants to leave. Words are very easy. Actions are a lot. Um, are, you know, actions speak louder than words. I, I, I don't know if um, you know. I think every player would have put something like that on Instagram. Yes, yesterday. Um, I just, I just, yeah. He's really annoyed me. Put it that way. I think you can probably. As you can probably tell. I, th- I think he blows hot and cold. And I think you've got a lot of players like that at this level that will go on their run of five, six games and almost set expectations of the player. That He's they blown cold be. for a long time. It, yeah, he has. But again, I think it's a case of potentially, like you've, you, you've said earlier, he probably needed a rest because of how small our squad was and is. Um, he hasn't been able to, to kind of get that rest. I agree. He hasn't been taking his players on. He's been wasteful when he's been in front of goal. Um, I don't necessarily see the attitude, what you've said there. I think, and again, you know, like you say, words are words are easy. You want to see some action. But I think if we can get a Mendes Lang fit next season, somebody that can play actually wide in his position and not have to play a wing back that he had to to do for a period, I think he'll, he'll be a good player and he'll be a, a definitely a good addition to, to a League One team. My worry would be that if we let him go, that he'd go and actually score goals and, and be creative at this level, because I think this is his level. That's Please do question. bear in mind that it, that it's only, what, 30 hours after the event, so my emotions are still quite, quite raw. So <laughs> I probably will take that back at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say, I mean, to be honest, I've just got his stats in front of me. He's got seven goals and eight assists. Uh, across this season and he did he had that real hot streak sort of around Christmas when we were in our best form um, and then he did his hamstring 
Uh, he was out for one week with a hamstring injury and then was rushed straight back in, ended up playing 90 minutes over a week, just over a week later. I mean, Vic, I think that's been part of the problem all season. I remember doing the calculation. I think we've got 15 players that have made more than 10 appearances this season, which when you think about it is insane. Um, obviously, we've only used one goalkeeper, so it's 14 outfield players and and one goalkeeper. When you think of it like that, the players just haven't had a chance to breathe, have they? Exactly, and you can say that that's probably the biggest factor of why we've probably failed this season. Um, the short, the, the small squad that we have. We know Warren likes a small squad, but I think with that as well, there has to be the quality and the covering all the positions, which we haven't had this season. For example, Mendes Lang, if you we've got nobody to really replace him on the right or anybody that we know that can comfortably play there. So he had to play through injury. I remember him playing with that tape on the back of his leg. So he had to he'd, he'd probably been playing for with a knock for weeks. Um but yeah, the 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 threadbare squad has probably cost us more than we think the season. But then again we can't complain because we didn't have much of a preseason to plan. We didn't the recruitment again was Liam Rossini's recruitment rather than Paul Warren's. So, and with the embargo restrictions as well, we could only do what we managed. I think personally, for me, I don't find this season a failure. I think we've probably achieved around about where I expected us to, which is probably just outside the top six with a shout. Um, I would, I would have took anything top half this season. So, um, I wouldn't knock the players. Um, even going back to what Chris said about Mendes Lang, um, I don't see the attitude issue either with him. I think with him, it's just the consistency levels. If we can get him performing consistently next season, he'll be a force. So, And if we can get someone that can challenge him um, for that position, I think we might see the best out of him. But um, yeah, no, it's it's been an issue. I think we'll rectify it next season. We just need the quality now rather than the numbers. Well, that's exactly it. And and one of the talking points we've got here is to talk about the loan players we've brought in. I mean, aside from... Mendes Lang, we've only really got Barquez and he's a registered wide player. Um, obviously, Jason Knight's featured there, but he's featured heavily at fullback and in midfield. When you look at the players that we brought in on loan, we brought in Lewis Dobbin, we brought in Tony Springer, and neither of them really set the world alight. Um, I think, obviously, Springer got unlucky with his injury, but his couple of games beforehand, he looked, you know, he looked really out of it. And Dobbin, we talked about hot and cold. I think he's the ultimate hot and cold player. Um, Port Vale away, he was one of the best players in the world. And then other games, he's he's looked like he doesn't know how to play football. So it, I think it's one of them where we've got a lot of players who are quite inconsistent at opposite ends of their careers. And it's been quite different. Um, Chris, um, talking about loan players, I mean, you mentioned before we started recording, Hayden Roberts is the only loan player who's really impressed you. Um, what is it about the other loan players we've had that hasn't impressed you? Um, oh, there's a lot, but I think yesterday, I think the, the the last five minutes, there are a couple of incidents that just summed it up for me. You know, Lewis Dobbin beating his man and then running the ball out, out, out of play for a goal kick. And then that Harvey White free kick, you know, Wildsmith was up. We were all thinking, oh my God, it's going to be written in the stars. Wildsmith's going to score against Sheffield Wednesday and everyone's going to live happy ever after. And he floated the ball 20 yards over everyone's head. I was just like, uh, I think every, I think every Derby fan at that point thought, yeah, that just sums it up, doesn't it? Um, and, and I don't think it's been a case that they haven't been given chances either. Um, I know Springett's been injured, bless him, so we can't really judge him. 
Um, but Dobbins had chance after chance. Um, and we keep going back to it. I think the only game he's looked really, really good was that one game against Port Vale away. Apart from that, he missed that, in my opinion, easy chance against Shrewsbury at home in the last in the in the last minute when he headed it straight at the keeper. Um, and I think yesterday some some summed him up. He beat he, he beat a man and put a really good ball in. And then when it, you know, two minutes into injury time, he beats his man and runs it straight out of out of out of play. Um and I do think our loans, you know, I th- and I, I think um the Rossini should res- shoulder some responsibility as well. Our loans this season haven't worked, apart from Roberts. Um and loans are so important, you know, it can really it can really give you momentum. Um, and yeah, I just think next season we've got to be a lot more careful and a lot more, uh, a lot more research needs to go into the players we, we bring in because Harvey White, yeah. Tottenham under 21's captain. He plays on a beautiful pitch every, every, every week. He ain't got 30,000 fans screaming at him. Um, he can play that beautiful, it, um, he can play that beautiful football and quick, quick one twos, but you don't get that chance at league, um, at league one. Um, and he might have four or five set pieces a game, um, under 21 level in the, in the premier league in league one, you've got to make everyone count. And it wasn't just yesterday for me with him. Um, he's been very underwhelming in my opinion and as they all have. So the only one I want back is, um, Robert, myself, don't know what you boys think. No, I think I think similar to be honest. I I feel sympathy for White. I think he came in at a tough time and was told to fill a void, a very big void in the form of Max Bird. Um, I think if he'd come in with Max Bird not having had that injury and he gets eased into the team, and the pressure's not all on his shoulders, I think he would have probably produced a lot more than he has. I think when he got he got air dropped in, didn't he? To, to fill that void and he just he couldn't do it he, he's not had the senior experience max bird's played what 150 career games at Harvey and that would be 15. yeah and that would be my issue you know that would be my question of Warren bringing him in or whoever brought him in we needed someone to replace max bird instantly not someone who needed time to settle in so was he the, the right choice of player i know they're out of i know decent midfield players on loan are at a around a premium but he, he was he was never going to be the one to step straight into Mac, max bird's shoes was he well that's the thing is is that Warren in the transfer window was operating without a head of recruitment he was operating with both hands tied behind his back put in a barrel and thrown overboard he, he had nothing um, he had no money to spend they couldn't spend a single penny they couldn't spend a single penny on the loan fee and they had a wage cap Th- that probably narrows the I guess the scope of players that they can bring in massively. Um, Harvey White's clearly a talented player. He's clearly going to go somewhere in his career. I know that ball at the end of the game was one of the most frustrating crosses of, I don't know about everyone else. It was one of the most frustrating moments of my life um, when he just smashed that ball over. But at the same time, he's clearly got quality and he's clearly going to go somewhere. He'll play in the championship. I don't know about Premier League, but he will definitely play at least in the championship. He's just a young lad. Um, and I think he's all that we could get. And I think that's why when people are questioning recruitment and saying, well, why didn't we sign all these players in January? I don't know if we could. And that's the hard bit. We'll never know what we had available, what we could bring in. 
because there are no free agents and the loans we could get were 19-year-olds that had never played a career game. So it is tough. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It is tough, but... And that's potentially what the situation is going to be at the start of next season as well. We don't know, do we? I think you know, the, the the communication has been that the the relationship with the FL is good. They're they're um, you know I think quite fond of, of David Klaus and and his efforts. So hopefully those restrictions are lifted. But yeah, to agree with you, Jake, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors in terms of you know we could have been in for X, Y, and Z, but because another club can pay a loan fee. Um, that may mean that we've missed out on players. But I, I do agree. I, I agree with Chris. I think Hayden Roberts is probably the only player that comes out of that list with, with any form of, of respect. And he's one player that I would like to see through the door, but I can imagine he's going to get quite a lot of interest from, from other places, potentially some of those that have been that will be promoted this year, maybe Plymouth, maybe Ipswich, maybe the team that goes up through the playoffs and then a host of of championship clubs as well but yeah I, yeah I, I just I agree with, with what you say there and it's going to be interesting to see those restrictions and if they're if they're kind of lifted next year just it will add, be sorry go they've, they've uh, so I heard Derby are submitting the accounts this week in order to try and get those uh, restrictions lifted so we could hear a lot sooner than than we think on that well, that'd be the boost we need, isn't it? And before I come back to you, Vic, um, I've just noticed David Clarkson's put, well done, chaps, on being the only live vlog going at Derby. Appreciate the efforts. Thank you very much for tuning in, David. And people that do listen on Spotify, we do do these live. You can interact with us on, on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, the Twitter comments don't come up for some reason. I don't know why, but on YouTube and Facebook, they do come up and we can reply to them real time. I mean, none of us know anything about football, so... You know, you're asking the wrong people, really. But if you do want to get involved every Sunday evening, come join us. But right, Vic, there's a player that we need to talk about. Um, I'd say this season hasn't been his strongest season. I think he's played for us for a good few years. He's our leader. He's our captain. And in the end, you know, I was going to say through no fault of his own, it kind of was his fault, but he's ended up making the mistake, which has led to us falling out of the playoffs, which is a pretty horrible end to his Derby career. Curtis Davis, what are your feelings? Uh, I was gutted the way it ended for him yesterday. I, I just got this horrible feeling that people are going to remember him for that mistake rather than the, the sort of stellar career that he has had at Derby, which is a shame. Uh, because he's been there during our darkest times. He pulled the club to, through together, especially during last season. Signed that waiver in the COVID, like that last game in the COVID season. He is he is the epitome of what Mr Derby County would be, in my opinion. I just don't want him to be tarnished because of what happened yesterday uh, in terms of... Um, in terms of the mistake he made. And it was very uncharacteristic of him. You would have thought a, a centre-back at his age, with the experience he's had, could have just blasted into Rosehead. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I, he I, has I, been known to do that before, though, mate. Yeah, but you can you can see, like, this season he struggled, though. Like, mm. throughout the whole season, he's made mistake after mistake. And you can tell the legs are just not there uh, again. So, But, like I said, he's, he's, he's a captain for a reason. He's been our leader when we've needed him. And 
we can only thank him for that. Exactly. Well put. Well put. I mean, Chris, you know, you said there, I know Vic, you said it was uncharacteristic. He did do exactly the same thing at Ipswich away. Um, but again, he's what, 38 years old? It gets more difficult. You know, I, I can't name many players in this Derby team that I think will still be playing at that age. So to be playing in the champ championship oh god to be playing in league one uh, at that age is is a testament to how well he's looked after himself throughout his career um and i guess i know this will come up in our end of season review chris are you gonna miss him um i think i'm gonna miss the legacy that he's left behind um you know going back to yesterday we all know he should have booted it in into rose ed um you know i'm sure we'll I'm sure there's been plenty of debates. Well, there has been plenty of debates. Was it a penalty? Was, wasn't it a penalty? It should have never got that far anyway. You know, I don't think it was a, it was a penalty. But yeah, he should have booted it in to Rose Ed. But I really like Jamie's tweet earlier. Um, you know, he had stood by us in the darkest of times. Um, he is a good he is a good role model. Would I call him a Derby legend before this season? Probably yes, but as you say, he's 38 years old. Um, he, he just has, I, I think, the legs. The, the legs have gone, um, which is even more of a reason why he should have. I was about to say something I shouldn't have said then, but even more of a reason why he should have punted it in, in into Rose Ed and not try and be clever about it. And I just hope it's not his final moment. That everyone that 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 the fans see and remember him by because he doesn't deserve that. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. Um, and yeah, Jamie was celebrating his tweet getting a mention. Um, so yeah, I'm sure. I noticed him that. looking very pleased. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a compliment from Chris, which is rare. So you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to lap that up. Right, we've got uh, James Ross Gadsby, uh, good lad, has, has left a comment. It's the longest comment I've ever seen on this platform. So, also, oh, it does fit. It does fit. Wow. <laughs> so he's put the Bloody key. Hell, thing where did you start writing that? <laughs> <laughs> Rossini aside, most of the squad. Warren had months of players he hadn't signed. Could only bring a few loan signings in. It's remarkable we finished seventh. It only feels. Um, less it only feels disappointing because we're in the playoffs for so long. If we were mid-table all season, we'd be delighted and ready for another season to build, which most of us are. Absolutely spot on, Gadsby. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think that's it, isn't it? His, his context is massive. And I know I've had a, a bit of stick from some people who have gone, oh, you know, you're saying, look where we've come from. And it's hardly that. It's just you've got to appreciate both sides. It's devastating because of the position we're in. But when you really look back, it's like we've actually done okay to be here, considering how few players we have. The fact that we had a new manager and then another new manager and so much change. We only have something like six or seven players that we had last season. It's yeah, it's it's crazy. So, what I will yeah. say on that, Jake, is you know, yesterday I think a lot of the Derby fan base let themselves down on 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 social media it's okay to be angry it's okay to be upset but i think the i think the four of us were very of course we're gutted and just mm. because we say you know oh look where we were this time last year look where we were this time last where we were this time last year honestly um and yeah i think a lot of hopefully a lot of people would have reflected on what they said yesterday on on social media because certain people well jake for example you didn't de deserve the abuse you got um and i think a lot of 
people will reflect and actually agree with you as we certainly do so no i appreciate it i do find it funny though <laughs> it gets to a point it gets to a point but no emotions are high aren't they and you know to be completely honest i was gutted like really gutted yesterday um and it's not like me i just basically just sat on my phone you know when you like doom scroll like i was just doom scrolling for about two hours i did exactly the same yeah just reading tweets from forest fans and leeds fans and chef which is pathetic fans and fans and bristol rovers fans (laughs) you think forest and leeds would have better things (laughs) would have better things to do with their lives they're fighting for their lives in the premier league everton are still three up at brighton by the way so they could say that they they could both go down and they're worried about little old derby dearie me bless them oh my no it's funny I, i i find it funny um painful incredibly painful but but also funny um, we will have our and, time. I know at, at some point, at some point. Uh, and Vic, one thing that was mentioned before we started recording was about the refs. Um, so I think we're all, or, or are we all in agreement? I, I thought it was a pen. I don't think it was a red. I think a red's harsh, but I think it, it was probably a pen. What do you reckon? Uh, so from where I was sat, um, obviously at the top of the stand, it looked like a Stonewall pen. It looked like a red card. Having looked back at it now on the replays, it's a soft penalty at best, um, if I'm honest. Was that pole to... right in your way, Vic? Yeah, no. yeah. that stupid pole, but yeah, like, soft penalty at best. He hardly contacts him. And in terms of it being a red card, Cashin was on the line, so you can't even say he was a defender uh, or denying a clear goal-scoring opportunity because Cashin was uh, in a position where he could have impacted the play. So, yeah, I mean, obviously... Hindsight's a wonderful thing. We don't get the benefit of replays in the live game. And so I initially thought it was a pen, but then looking back, it wasn't. And then if we talk about the standard of refereeing, again, something needs to be done because we know in the lower leagues, we're getting the part-time refs. The occasion might have got to that ref. And in a way, it sort of felt like the ref made it about him with that decision because that's ultimately what <laughs> sort of cost us the playoff position mm-hmm. in the first place in that moment in time. But yeah, the, the standard of refereeing across all of England needs to improve. Um, something needs to be done. And hopefully, I think changes are being made and hopefully we'll see that probably not next season, but in the near future. Jamie, you're, you're right. Your, Jamie, your thoughts? Well, I'm just yeah, I'm just sat here just listening to you three. It's been. Um, it's <laughs> I was been coming great. to you next. Yeah. I was just gonna I was just gonna specify that when when Vic said he was stuck behind a large pole, he was at Hillsborough away, not behind Christian Bielik. So. Go on, Jamie. You can, hey. you can carry on now. Very <laughs> good. You, you should have said Greg was Raziak and I would have laughed. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, mate. No, no. I mean, the thing that I, I look, I've looked at it back, as, as we all have, we've looked at it back countless times. The way that he goes down suggests that he he was tripped or his legs were taken away from him and, and there was minimal contact. I mean, I tweeted out to say, if that's McGoldrick down the other end at Hillsborough, is that getting given? I don't think so. I think um, the referee, as soon as you know, as soon as Davies got himself in a situation, it was almost like he had his whistle in his mouth before it actually kind of happened. So, yeah, it, it's a, it's a real shame. It's a shame that the game had to be decided by that. I think we all knew once Davies got sent off, it was that was kind of game over for us. Although we did have a couple of chances, which I think is just testament to how we didn't fold, we didn't go under, we still kind of played, we still. Had a, had a bit of a go, but yeah, it was a it was a really poor poor kind of decision. 
Um, and as Vic says, we've we've seen that quite a lot. We thought the, the refs in the championship were bad, but blimey, there's been some there's been some really bad decisions. And you know what? It's not actually always the. I mean, of course, I'm annoyed about that, but I get annoyed about the the stupidest of things, like the corner they got yesterday, where it clearly came off of Liam Palmer. I think it was Liam Palmer on the right hand side, and Cashin just ushered the ball out of play, knowing that it was Palmer that had the last touch. And the lino gives a gives a corner. You just think, and the same on. lino flags did the offside when he's clean through one goal and he was blatantly exactly. Level. I mean that. I mean that was yeah. That was that was tight. I mean I think potentially he was on there, but I just think if you can't do the basics right, you shouldn't you shouldn't be doing it. And as we've said on this podcast many times before, these referees I don't think are big enough for these grounds, and it's because of teams like Sheffield Wednesday Derby being at this level now that you're going to get those kind of refs. Um, we're not digging out refs because we know I know a couple of refs. They're good guys. Um, but it does seem that on a quite a few occasions that referees just want the limelight and to make it about themselves. So let, let's hope it improves next year. Well, Boy, he talks a lot, Jake, doesn't he? Mm, I know. I know. He goes on. <laughs> I had to. I had to there. <laughs> <laughs> What's worth mentioning before we go to Graham's comment from Facebook Um is that most of the refs we've had all season are semi-pro. Um, yeah. a, a lot of the refs, um, it was quite, I can't remember which game it was now. It, it wasn't Port Vale. Uh, it was one later on in the season. And I actually had a look to see whether the ref was professional or not, because you can see, because it, it was just a list of who's pro and who's not pro. Um, and every single member of the officiating team was semi-professional. And it's like, you've got pro players, uh, ex, you know, Premier League players, and semi-pro refs and assistants are trying to keep up with them they're just not going to be able to keep up you know if, if you're doing a, a job during the week and going to ref at the weekend you're not going to be fit enough it's just as simple as that so that's down to the fa and the efl and how they manage their referees and if they can bring more professional refs in that's all for the better but anyway on to graham's question and graham is is a very ambitious man um, he says, guys, question. Do you think Paul Warren, the boss, can lead the Rams next season to back-to-back promotions? Uh, he's from the Dublin Rams in Ireland. I've met a good lot of them and they're, they're very good guys. So the Dublin Rams. I won't go to Jamie because he won't stop talking. But Vic, um, do, you, do you think next season is Derby's season? Big question. I think it has to be. I think the now that Paul Warren's had seven months in the job, I think if we get the embargo lifted, he brings his players in. Um Ultimately, he'll be judged on whether we finish in that top six or not. Um, I think he's the man to take us forward. Back-to-back promotions a bit too early to to see, but I definitely think he'll get us out of this league. Um, and I think he will do it next season if the embargo is lifted. Um, but he just needs his own players. He can really cement his style of play because we've changed formation more more times than the weather this season. Um, just need his ideas to be put through, his players to come in. I think he'll take us up next season, no doubt. Um, just because I think the league next year is going to be, it looks to be pretty weak. It, it works in our favour, I think. So, yeah, I think he'll take us up next season. He's the one to take us forward, whether it's back-to-back promotions. I'm not too sure yet. I was going to say, I think Graham has been on a lot of Guinness the past few hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. I like well, it. I like Sun- the optimism. Well, Sunderland obviously got that last playoff pl- place today, and I think there's there's every reason that they could go and get back-to-back promotions. So, no, why, also, why can't we? Why uh, can't we dream? They changed manager halfway though. Alex Neil took him up, and now Tony Mowbray's in charge. So, yeah, 
just on that point, I do, I, I do think it is slightly. I hesitate to use the word arrogant, but I've seen that a lot of people are saying, you know, oh, it's got to be the top, got to be the top two next season. It's going to be a really weak, weak league. I think we need to be a little bit careful with that because a lot of people thought that this season that we were going to walk the league. Um, so yeah, I think we need to temper our expectations a little bit. Top six minimum. I, I think I agree with that. I agree with that. I've just seen yeah. so many people say, oh, it's going to be top two or champions. And I think that's a little bit arrogant. Well, when Barkazen gets the golden boot, you know, he's... Uh... <laughs> Worst bet. But on bets, I made my money back because I had money on oh, Peter God, to get yeah. that last, last spot. So Delighted did a bit for of you. Uh, heartbreak insurance, <laughs> I think they call it. Um, and I did call that was going to happen on a previous pod, I remember as well. So, uh, yeah. It's not called heartbreak oh. insurance. It, it, is, it is called lack of loyalty. Simple yeah, as that. Terrible. terrible. It is called profiting from our... <laughs> Down from from our downfall, you should be ashamed, and don't think that no one knows that you wore a Cambridge shirt before we came online. <laughs> I think yeah. Chris has had too many wines pre-recorded. <laughs> I've had plenty of wines this season. Don't you worry. About that. <laughs> oh man! Right, this is usually where I'd say, "What's your prediction for the next game?" But we don't have a next game. Um, but lads, it's, it's been it's been a real pleasure. It's been nice. Um, we'll have a season review. I think we're going to record either later this week or next weekend. Um, we'll get something sorted. Uh, we'll have a full in-depth season review. So, yeah, if you're interested in listening to us waffle for even longer about lots of different things, then please make sure you tune into that. And I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone that's listened, uh, that supported us, that's got involved on social media, and all the amazing people that have come on as guests as well. Um, I'm sure some people that listen from the start will remember that this podcast used to be me getting random people on every week. Um, so there's been a lot of people. Still is, Jake. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much is. Um, but yeah, it used to be used to be a lot different to this. So we've come a long way since then. We got a real good, um, really, really good group of people here. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to going into next season. So. Thank you, everyone, uh, for coming on across the year. Thank you to you guys for joining me today. And, yeah, let's go into next season and hopefully go up. Cheers, guys. See you in Thanks, three months. Jay. And a big thank you to you as well. You've been great this season. A little moody, but... <laughs> no, I appreciate it, mate. Right. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Jake. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.